coming in on three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Bruce Booze and Reviews. Yeah! I like this shot full of shit. That's about it. <laughs> was that was that recorded? <laughs> a sperm bag of sounders. Bananas kind of pissed me off. And the average for the beer that everybody loves is really high. I like getting shit on. It's not an episode if you didn't make something up. Tangerines are whores. L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S-T-U-V-W-X-Y-Z Yeah. Fuck that shit. It's stupid. It's dumb. They put that... No elemental P's anymore, huh? Because the original was such a banger. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the original alphabet song, you know? But yeah, oh yeah, God. heard that on the radio. They switched it up, and I fucking hate it. L-M-N. That's like, well, Pluto apparently isn't a planet. Now yeah. we got a fucking new alphabet song. I just, I don't know what to do. I, I Common think, core math. I Fuck think that Pluto's shit. just bi-curious. Can't decide what it wants to be. All right, welcome to another episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews, a childish podcast about adult beverages. I'm your host, Knox. With me today is Big Earn. Hi, I'm here. King of the dad jokes. Woohoo. And we got Chris. Uh, Present. I I was going to say pleasant, but that's a lie. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) (laughs) We also have us with us today, uh, Cousin Tori. Morning. Also known as Brillo Cream. That's his stripper name. Since when? I don't know. I just I just like it. Well, Brillo cream? What is Brillo cream? Guess I'll just get used to it. I don't even know what it is. Is that shit like Dapper Dan or what? Yeah, it's, it's not goddamn fop. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have comedian Jenny Lou Rusi with us as well. Hey, hey Jenny. Hey, good to be here. Ah, nice. How have you guys been? Been a long couple weeks. I've uh, been awesome. Killing it at work. Yeah, work's been going well. Um, setting records, setting records, crushing every fucking month, nice. like it's my job. I mean, it is my job, <laughs> but that's how I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. And then North Carolina just fucking beat Duke to go to the national championship. Fucking Coach K, first ever loss as a college coach was to UNC. I believe I saw part of that. His game. last game at home lost to UNC, and that was very last game coached lost to UNC. Go Tar Heels. <laughs> I see a pattern. Yeah. Dude, it was such a great game last night, though. Yeah, that was yeah. a tight game. That was a fun watch. Yeah, it went down to the wire. Hit a, North Carolina hit a three-pointer pretty much to win the game. And yeah, moving on to the national championship. Nice. Uh, good luck. Go sports ball. Those guys. Go sports ball. <laughs> Ooh, goal. How about you? How about you, Aaron? What have you been up to? Well, I went to prom last night. How was that? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I liked your bow tie. Thanks. Yeah, it was pretty sexy. sweet looking bow tie. Yep. I had to go to Halberson's. Halberstats. Halberstats. Whatever. Halberstats. Call it what you want to call it. That place in the mall. I try to stay away from the mall as much as I can and ended up going there twice. Well, Halberstats also has a location right on uh, Broadway. Broadway. Oh. See? Could have avoided it all had you done some research. Yeah. Google's a friend. Yeah, well, podcast, I know where it is. Especially. <laughs> <laughs> and Tori, how about you? What have you been up to? Killing uh, it? Nah. Just <laughs> getting back to work after I haven't broke my legs. So 
like last week was my first full week back full time. How'd that happen, by the way? Slipped on the ice, rolled my ankle so hard, broke the fibula. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you don't do Christ, anything half-assed, dude. do you? He's nope. fragile. Turning 40 was a bitch, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hernia, then uh, COVID, then a broken leg. I haven't been working a whole lot lately, and it shows in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. How about you, Jenny? I'm feeling so old. <laughs> you don't got any broken bones. No, when he's talking about turning 40 is a bitch. You know, well, yeah, turning 60 years ago was a bitch. <laughs> there you go. But I've, I, comedy, comedy, comedy. It's been busy and working a lot with Nathan and Marlon. And, Tis uh, the season. Lo- yes. Yes. And, and you, we have to do it now because then once summer get, comes, nobody wants comedy. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. No one laughs yeah. in the summer. It's, it's right? so weird. <laughs> Sun's yeah. out. Keep it dour. Well, it's because they're over 40 and on their boat. In the boot. Taking naps on their fucking pontoon. Yeah. Seasonal yeah, depression yeah. is over. They don't need you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tori gets the first point of the day. Nice. Well, that's great. I'm glad uh, things have been, you know, kicking off for the comedy for you yeah. recently. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've done a lot of dates lately. Oh, yeah. And then I have some coming up. I, I work for Funny Business next week in Bismarck, and then I'm uh, working with uh, Spencer Dobson the following week uh, at uh, Sandy Grill uh, in South Dakota. So I'm real excited about that because I haven't worked with Spencer in ages. He's a lot of fun. Last time you were on the show, you were trying to get gigs along that uh, sled dog trail, I think. <gasps> oh, How'd that go? Stores. I didn't well, get watch any. Watch the language. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any gigs, but I set some things up for next year, and that was so much fun. Nice. Yes, I got to meet the grandson of my hero in mushing, and and I didn't know it. I was I was talking about him, and telling people in the cabin what a star he was and there's this guy eating this soup in this cabin and I just was leaving him alone and he looks up and he goes that's me (laughs) (laughs) oh shit (laughs) I'd say touche but around here we say touche touche all right well today's episode well uh, how are you doing Knox how the fuck am I doing? Well, yeah. I got a new damn faucet, and uh, my faucet connectors to the kitchen are just completely fucked. So while we're at the uh, recording the episode today, I got a plumber coming in, uh, Mr. Talon Early from Talented Plumbing. Well, I hope he bangs around a lot, makes this unlistenable. No, hopefully we should be done with this uh, <laughs> no worse this than episode normal. before that. Right. So today's uh, episode is about space side scotches. Does that have anything to do with Star Trek or Star Wars? No. Space side. Spay. Spay, S P E Y, like the river. More like a dog. Like you spay a dog. So the (laughs) Spay side scotches are from the northeastern part of Scotland in the Strathspay area. That's where they come from. So uh, do you guys know what Scotland looks like? It looks like a foam finger, number one. Spay side are the knuckles. Oh, cool. So it's really, uh, it's a subdivision of Highland scotches so it used to just be like four regions of scotland right that made scotch they just kind of did highlands lowlands islas and campbelltown then they've kind of since Speyside is so densely populated with distilleries they kind of made it their own region and they've also added the islands kind of as well as another region that distills scotch 
But yeah, Speyside um, is so fucking dense. I there's over sixty distilleries just in Speyside. But yeah, there I think uh, just over fifty percent of all Scotch made in Scotland is comes from the Speyside region, and it's a small little section of of Scotland. So fifty uh, percent of the distilleries and 50% of the production all come from that region. And, uh, yeah, most of them are set up right on the river Spey. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're all you. just all looking at the TV. That makes for great radio. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. We're... There's something on on Spey. Yeah. So looking at this map, okay, because uh, the last time we, we uh, discussed scotch, um, I learned about how the peatiness of a scotch comes from where the scotch Scotch was distilled. So here's a better map. Okay. Um, so a lot of that are going to be like in the Islas, where you get the, all that peatiness. So that's not today. Not today. Today, again, Highlands is this region, right? All that red. Right. Speyside is located in that. Again, the knuckles of the foam finger. So right up in this area right here. Right here. Yep. Yeah, right where I was at here. So if I'm not going to get the peat... Uh, what am I getting that I w- wouldn't with the others? How does this region differ in the in the f- flavor of so the, the, typically the you're gonna get more of the fruity notes, pear and things oh, okay. like that. Yep, yep, yep. Um, floral notes, um, some more caramel, more decadent type flavors. Less right. less earthy, less smoke, less peat. A lot a lot of that. So yeah. these ones typically I think are. Better introductories um, to s- people moving over because they're going to have sherry cask finish or some even have bourbon cask finish. So it's going to be more what things you're kind of used to, right. but again, a little more on that fruity and sweeter palate, okay. right? As opposed to that deeper, darker smoke. Because obviously, I mean, since the there gut. are so many distilleries, obviously there's a draw. Well, yeah, you're going to, there's going to be some outliers, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that. Um, what what I've selected today, um, we're going to start out with some glens, right? Mm-hmm. Glens Valley um, ones. So uh, you're going to see kind of what is a traditional space side, and then we're going to move into some different finished um, scotches today as well. For or well, on our next episode. Ooh, stay tuned. Yes, for part two. So getting into it. Let's uh, sample our first. So, well, one thing I wanted to point out. So, Islas, there's probably less than 10, 12 distilleries in Islas. The islands, there's not very many. Lowlands only has like five or six distilleries. Highlands has a few more. But Speysides has like 50 in that yep. little region. It's so densely populated with, mm-hmm. with distilleries there. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. That's why they kind of gave them their own thing. So since Speyside is an offshoot of or a subdivision of Highlands, all Speysides could label their stuff Highland Scotch. But not all Highlands can label themselves Speysides. Suburban, uh-huh. suburban whiskey uh, debate. So, for example, McAllen says Highland. Mm-hmm. Even though it's located right in the heart of Speyside. So even though it says Highland on the bottle, it's still considered a Speyside Scotch. That'll be in part two. And that'll be in part episode. two. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's get to this first expression. Uh, this first expression is the Glenlivet 12-year-old. 
Smooth, balanced, fruity, an invitation to indulgence in liquid form. So yeah, part uh-huh. of the reason we grabbed Glenlivet and uh, Glenfiddich, they pretty much are two of the highest selling scotches in the world right it's now. the so. first legal distillery in the Speyside area, by the you way. You should be able to find it yes. at any liquor store then? Yeah. Anywhere you go, you're probably going to find some version of Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, and, you know, Johnny Walker doers, the blended stuff, but from single malt standpoint, these guys sell almost as much as everybody else combined, probably. So in 1824, George Smith established his distillery in the remote and wild valley of Glenlivet. Ever since, his smooth-flowing whiskey has been regarded as the definitive single malt scotch whiskey. All right, so on the color, it should be vibrant, gold, it is. It's got a nice uh, color to it. Pretty light. Dehydrated pea. Looks like a, yeah, like a cider or something. Mm. I God, get, it smells good though. I get kind of uh, fruit off the nose. Um, mm-hmm. Apple yes. comes to mind. Some sort of apple. I don't know if it's a Granny Smith apple or yep. some sort of apple. Someone said cider. I'm definitely getting yep. that. Get, I get some apple cider on this mm-hmm. one. Um, and there's light sweetness, maybe honey or something in there. Looks like honey. Grilled pine, grilled pineapple. Oh, there you go. Yeah, All right. Yeah, okay. Taste. Let's taste this uh-huh. sucker. That's what we're here for, right? Mm-hmm. It is light. It's very mm-hmm. balanced. Pretty smooth finish for a scotch. Um, yeah. I get some vegetal notes that quickly dissipate right away into something uh, nice and sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting any of the oak when I saw double oak. So tell me why I'm not getting the woody. You're broken. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well then. Um, for the most part, yeah. <laughs> well, I think so. The oak to me is uh, that drying. I don't know oh. if, if your mouth dries out a little bit, so you get more of the the fruit flavors. I get almost like a little bit of pineapple or or pear on it. Um, these lighter fruits and a little floral, mm-hmm. but then my palate kind of dries out. There's almost a little hint of spiciness, and I think that's from that oak. Uh-huh. So the oak uh, affects more the finish than it does the flavor? Uh, well, um, depends. So no. no. Um, a, a lot of the flavor that you're getting are from the grains and the oak, right? So when you get those sweet flavors, it's the interaction with the alcohol and the oak that are causing those. Because there isn't pineapple in this. Mm-hmm. There, You know, it's... So the, how am I getting that pineapple then? Just... The distillation process, the like water used, the grains really used, yep. the faux pineapple. The yep. They should put faux pineapple on here <laughs> right. so that if people are allergic, they know. <laughs> it's not really pineapple. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. So, so all the all the notes that you're getting from this ha- have nothing to do with what's in it. Uh, does that make sense? The ingredients. So it, yeah, the ingredients aren't honey. And pineapple right, right, right. and stuff. It's literally just, you know. The grains and the single oak. Single grain and the oak. Which the is, uh, the, this is uh, first matured in traditional oak and then spending time in American oak casks, which impart notes of vanilla and gives the whiskey its distinctive smoothness. Now, there's mineral-rich water that comes from Josie's Well, helps form the flavors during mashing and fermentation, whilst the specific height and width of the copper stills add a delicate yet complex character. Okay, so I want to go back to the vanilla. There's no vanilla in this, correct? Correct. Okay, um, because I would wear this as a fragrance. No, there. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you mean? Ah, uh, 
They don't I, add vanilla. No, they don't add vanilla. That's but you she, should be getting some vanilla. But that's what from she's the saying. Oak. There's yeah. no vanilla. There, I get a little bit. But no, I, they're I, not added vanilla. No, 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 no. No, all the vanilla, caramel, and oak notes come from the barrel itself. This is, all right, this is like truck stop cologne, okay? I wear truck stop <laughs> cologne. It's cheap. It's available. I just pull off the side of the road and I buy it. Yeah. And uh, it has a, I found out when I, I created my own fragrance at a, a perfumery in France, I found out that I really like the smell of vanilla, so mm-hmm. I have found a new cologne, but I think it's more <laughs> expensive than truck stop cologne. Yeah, probably and a little bit more. I don't remember what I paid. I don't think I brought. And money. work might not appreciate you smelling like this. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, that is true. Jenny, have you been drinking? <laughs> no. I, uh, I just bathe in I it. I swear to God, I just splash it on my, my sides my of my neck. Yep. <laughs> Which is weird because I usually sweat it out the next day. So that's. <laughs> if I end up wearing it, it, I know it's time to cut back a little bit. <laughs> it's because I fell, apparently, so th- like I did last night at prom. So it sounded gl- glorious. Glavin Levitt's in that thirty-five to forty dollar range, probably. Oh, yeah. You know, give or take a and few bucks, right? Forty percent. So it's oh, I don't think this would be anything you'd need Which to is, add water to. I mm-hmm. personally, that's the bare minimum for a scotch, isn't it? Forty yes, percent. I think. Yeah. yeah, and you really don't see a lot of scotches <laughs> like you know, bourbons tend to do a lot more barrel proofs and cast strength stuff. Scotches don't often. So a lot of what you're buying in scotches are going to be in that 40, 46% alcohol range. Yeah. And they, most scotches are uh, aged in second use barrel, like sherry casks or, you know, any of fortified wine or like this one said, uh, ex American bourbon or, uh, American whiskey barrels, so that's also it, that way. Is you're not just aging it a bunch and then getting all these oak tannins and flavors. You're you're just getting the base flavors of it and just letting it sit and ferment. And you're getting some of the flavors from what was in there prior, yep. right? So we're gonna see that more when we get to a couple more of these other ones because, like, example, the Glenmorey that we'll be doing uh, later is port finished, right? So they use ex port casks. No, port. It says port. Port. Okay. Um, Quit trying to correct me when I know I brought them. <laughs> and as Tori said, this is widely available. How much is it? About 40 bucks. Yeah. So it is cheaper than truck stop cologne. By volume, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. You can wear it. You can drink it. I'm I mean, so- now it, when you got multi-use, you know, we're really stepping up our game. <laughs> nice. Man, I wonder what the secondary market is on that then. <laughs> <laughs> Forty-five dollars. Right? Who wants to start this one off for, for rating uh, zero to five in quarter increments, ladies and gentlemen? We'll yeah, do. this is a this I is a really this, good. I think this scotch. is a really good scotch. This would be a scotch to uh, like I think um, Chris said introduce someone who maybe is leery about trying scotch because mm-hmm. they've heard, oh my god, it's going to taste like smoke, dirt, and yeah. smoke. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I really like this. I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. So on a scale to five, um, I. <laughs> It's it's really really good. I'll I'll say four as well. Tori, four and a quarter. Jenny, I was going to say four point five. All right, uh, I'll give this one a uh, four and a quarter. I'm starting out too high, aren't I? No. <laughs> I I don't know what you did before I, you got here. Well, <laughs> 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 oh shit, Chris gets a point. All right. Oh surprise surprise. Yeah, not really. <laughs> 
pretty good at gathering points throughout an episode. What do we got for an average at our bigger? So the average for the Glenn Livet 12 year is 4.20. 420. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> maybe, Jenny, maybe she was too high right maybe. away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good start. So on a list of most popular Speyside scotches, Glen Levitt's always going to be there. <laughs> Glen Levitt's is the most popular one in the United States and the second most popular in the rest of the world. But this next one is the most popular in the world and second in the United States as far as yep. sales. Well, so the Glenn rest of the Fiddick, world is wrong. Again, Glen Fiddick, this is an- another one that's going to be widely available everywhere and is kind of a definitive uh, representation of Speyside scotches. How does it compare cost-wise? This one's usually about 50 bucks, a little bit more expensive than the Glen Levitt. So this one, flowing in the Valley of the Deer since 1887, our family's signature expression is the world's most awarded single malt Scotch whiskey. With a unique freshness from the same Highland spring water we've used since 1887, its distinctive fruitiness comes from the high-cut point William Grant always insisted upon. Carefully matured in the finest American oak and European oak sherry casks for at least 12 years, it is mellowed in oak, marrying tons to create its sweet and subtle oak flavors. Creaming with a long, smooth, and mellow finish, our 12-year-old is the perfect example of Glenfiddich's unique space-side style and is widely proclaimed the best dram in the valley. I thought that said damn. The best damn. Damn. There. Damn! I was wondering what they meant by high cut point, and I... Googled it. Now I'm getting images of bikinis, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, in the distilling Squirrel. process, right, you get uh, the first alcohols or the first liquids that come out of your heads. So then you got your main body, and at the very end, you got your tails. Now, you want a little bit of heads in there to give some of that, like, nice, strong flavors. Um, but what you don't want, definitely, is a very tail end, um, which is more like the cleaner kind of alcohols that come out. That's the tails. You definitely don't want any of that. So the cheaper it is, the 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 whiskey that you're getting, the more inclusive of the heads and tails that those are to get more juice for the dollar, right? Mm-hmm. The less of that those things that you have, the more expensive because you're cutting quite a bit of gallons from the actual liquor that you want. Speaking of oily, we're not getting much in the way of legs here, or is that just me? I'm getting a little bit on this one. I mean, it's a little thin. What's the, but that's the color is, I think the color is a little lighter too than yep. the, it is. uh, Livet. Yep. And it. this is the most popular worldwide. Yes. So the pressure is on when we rate. Yeah. Um, I get chocolate on the nose. I don't get as much fruit. I don't get that apple note as predominant as the Glen Livet. No, but is there another fruit? I'm looking at the- Grape? Don't, no. Pear? Yeah. I would Are say chocolate and pear. 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 Yeah. yeah I'll go with that. Pear. And that's from the Oloroso sherry. Good shit that stuff is. What is it that, that they, they do when they cook pears? They heat them up? <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just, it was that think a rhetorical it's, question. It's pretty much as easy as high cut point. <laughs> <laughs> but what is it that they call it? Like grilled pears, I think. Or something, you know, in fancy schmancy restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Not they can McDonald's. Grill, yeah, they can grill. Yeah. So, they, so they'll uh, boil them a little bit to get the skin off, and then they'll throw it on the grill, and that'll caramelize the outside and make yeah. it a more firm pear. Yeah. And that's what I'm smelling here. Not a pear I, off I, the tree. Right. Kind of really, the more I dig my nose into this, the more I... Really digging the smell. Yeah. It's really. The nose is great on this. There's something else in there too that I think Jenny is like, uh, I agree with Jenny. There's something else in there. It's that cherry. That is familiar, 
but I can't quite put my nose on it. It's not vanilla, and I wouldn't wear this. It's a uh, it's uh, that sherry cast. That's it gives yeah, it that. Uh, that's what that's where that cocoa nibs some sort coming of from. Some sweet pear or honey. Pear, There's yeah. some light chocolate in there. Yep. Hmm. Um, this is super smooth. Uh oh, he said smooth. People know my stance on smooth. <sighs> smooth criminal. You don't like that descriptor, huh? Uh, well, what are you describing? What makes it smooth? Um. There's not a lot of ethanol burn. Okay, see, there you go. Because smooth could be, you know, to the touch. Does it feel smooth on your tongue? Hey, it's slippery as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some, sli- some slick liquid you got. <laughs> like some of his morals after a couple of drams of these. Oh, don't give away all my secrets. Morals. Morals. Moral oral. That's a good cartoon. Remember that. That's good stuff. Hmm. I think this one's a little richer, a little sweeter, more butterscotchy. Down the wrong pipe. Uh, Jenny would disagree with you, apparently. <laughs> it went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> it does It does seem more creamy. Mm-hmm. Like literal, like cream. Like a heavy whipping cream. It's got, not necessarily on the tongue, on the mouthfeel, but a little bit on the taste. It's got some of that kind of, I don't know, dairy-esque finish on my on my tongue, right about the middle of the flavor, before it, it uh, bounces out in that nice kind of dry, spicier uh, finish. It comes across a little hotter, yeah, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Spicier, yep, yep, spicier. I get a little what bit is of this, that. Forty six, forty. Um, it's forty as well. Yep. I'm not getting the oak, and they promised me the oak f- flavor. Ah, uh, but they subtle also said oak. it was subtle. <laughs> subtle, true. subtle oak. It was so subtle. Oak. I think. I think subtle. Uh, that type of oak means softer. <laughs> but, I mean. <laughs> oh, I'm not wrong. <laughs> oh, this is all right. It's good stuff. Yeah, I get, uh, I think Chris mentioned it. I get a little bit of that butterscotch at the end after that little bit of burn, and then it kind of settles down into a little bit of butterscotchery. Butterscotchery. Yeah. Am, so. am I allowed to compare? Like, yes, you can. Absolutely. I'm going to, because before I vote or rank. Speaking of ranking, who wants to go first in this one? Ranking. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. I'll give it a four and a half. I I liked it a little bit better than the than the Glen Levitt. Yeah. Okay, Jenny. I think it's a thing about. I think it's about mood. I'm going to give this a four point two five. Okay. Would I uh, give the last one four point two five? I'll give this one a four. So you liked it a little less. Yeah, a little bit less. Not too much less, but a little bit. How very I American am, of you. I am uh, kind of torn. Um, nothing's right. I'm torn. That's Natalie and Prue. <laughs> yeah. I remember Ooh. her. Yeah. She was, my God, I had a crush on Natalie and Brulia. Probably am, still do. It's the eyes. The eyes did it for me. The Islas? That's a different scotch. No, the eyes. Uh, okay. What do you got, Bigger? I, uh, 4.25. All right. I'm going to, to me, uh, yeah, it's. What what type of flavors are you in the mood for? I don't think one is significantly better than the other one, so I'm going to go four. What do we got for an average there, Bigger? Huh. Look at that. The average for the Glenn Fittich 12-year is 
Well, look at us. We're just high. <laughs> Making it up as we go. It doesn't fucking matter. And the average for the one everybody liked is really high. <laughs> he said, he said the words on the podcast. Yay. Get one of these. Uh, I feel right. like maybe we need to take a break. Yep. We're going to take a little quick break. Get our ad reads in. We'll be right back after this. Called it. Big Earn here from Brews, Booze, and Reviews. Want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Bridgeview Liquors. Bridgeview is conveniently located in Moorhead, Minnesota at 935 37th Avenue South. They have an impressive selection of craft beers, wines, and all the boozes. They have a friendly and knowledgeable staff. In fact, uh, Bridgeview started their classes again on Saturdays. Go check out uh, Bridgeview on Facebook and click on their events tab for all the classes they have and all the classes that they have coming up. For only 25 bucks, you can attend these classes and you get a sample of some really good stuff. The guys and I actually went to one of the rum classes and it was a great experience. So for all the info on Bridgeview, including their hours of operation, check them out on Facebook. And when you do check out, mention Brews, Booze, and Reviews and you get 10% off your purchase. Thank you, listeners, and thank you, Bridgeview. Cheers. Good whiskey. Anyway, this is Chris with Brews, Booze, and Reviews, and we want to thank our sponsors at FargoUnderground.com. They're independent voices who want to promote fine dining, great bars, live music venues in Fargo-Moorhead. The downtown district has an eclectic mix of shopping, entertainment, and great places to work and live. And if you don't believe me, just go fucking check it out. Anyway, FargoUnderground.com also features an events tab, so you can figure out Anything you want to do, whether it's karaoke or hear somebody better sing and hear some live music. And they also have, you know, trivia at the Troll Lounge and other places as well. So check them out. FargoUnderground.com. What'd you call? Uh, That we were going on break. Oh, yeah. We're back now. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Aww. Or, or a drink. Yeah, I have That's a bell the here bell that says. says ring for a drink. Well, let's get to drinking then, for fuck's sake. All right, about time. All right, this last one of the day is from Glenn Moray. It's their single, or their classic single malt. Light, smooth, and fruity, our classic is the perfect introduction to the world of single malt scotch whiskey. Encapsulating the flavors for which Glenn Morey, and indeed Speyside itself, is loved for around the world. Approachable and easy drinking, matured entirely in American oak casks, our classic opens the door to discovering the rest of Glenn Morey's whiskeys. This is a 40% ABV. So this one, right, says port finished? Yeah. Yep, port cask finished. So this one's got a darker color, almost a red hue mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. comparatively. it's a different. It's considerably pink. darker pink. Yeah. There you go. And yeah, I get a little more like cherry notes as far as the fruits are concerned. A little more of that, a cherry. Oh, like a dark note. cherry. As opposed to like that pineapple or peach yep. or, or excuse me, yep. pear that we were getting before. Okay. Well, I didn't know that this was the uh, port cast finish. Let's do That's this. That's the one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So first matured American oak casks for classic space side notes. It is then carefully finished over several months in port casks from Porto Cruz. Renowned as the world's number one port. 
Over time, these sweet Portuguese wine casks enrich our single malt with rich fruits and mellow wine notes and give the whiskey a distinctive rosy tint. Light, fruity, and balanced, our port cask finish is enjoyed by single malt lovers and whiskey newcomers alike. So it is It is the darkest of the three that we've had today. So is it safe to say that's due to the barrel that it's aged in? I would 100% say that's because of the port. Yeah. I would 100% agree with that. Rosy color as well. I would 95% agree with that. (laughs) Because you're not quite sure. Well, I would 80% agree with Ernie. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I'm half right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Well, six and a half of this, half a dozen of the other. All right. All right, we're going to get on the nose in this one, guys. Yeah. That cherryness, a little kind of dark cherry. Definitely getting that vanilla. The wine. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some vanilla, yeah. Oh, I just, just takes me back to that port episode. I really like these fortified wines. I'm glad that we did those. Mm, this just reminds me of that episode. I'm really liking this. Just it's smelling. it seems more subtle uh, for for everything, right? It doesn't come across too rich or too anything. Yeah, so I get plum, not prune. Oh, I get the plum, some a little bit of tint of butterscotch. I think it has stronger flavors than the first two, like especially the Glenfiddich. I thought that had a really subtle flavor. I I feel like this is a more potent flavor. I think that they're, uh, for me, they're more distinct. Like I can, uh, I can tell what I'm smelling or find them easier. On this one? On this one. But overall on the nose, it's more subtle. So it's kind of like, um, I don't know, a scavenger hunt. (laughs) <laughs> right. A scavenger I, I feel like for the nose. Yeah, I I feel to me anyway. I just get kind of uh, a, an initial bright fruit, and then it kind of goes floral and kind of just sits in this real nice, easy to to take in. Where nothing for me, nothing really jumps out at you. I, I felt like the Glenfiddich and Glenlivet had something that was just really pronounced. Uh, this one on the flavor has got a lot more of that um, that malt flavor from the from the malt grain itself. It hits, it punches you right away, and then it settles into a nice, uh, you know, that wine finish on the very end, a sweet wine finish. Yeah, I think the first sip, the first couple sips, it tastes stronger, but then as you keep sipping on it, then it kind of mellows out. This comes across when I drink it sweeter, like yeah. sugar. Yep. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely, I would agree with that, yes. I'd really like to know, with one drop of water, with one drop, do you have an eyedropper? That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Dump it in the sink and start over. I've sinned. (laughs) And then? (laughs) We're all waiting with bated breath. Yes. For me, yes. Little water? Yes. I think I'd want it maybe on the rocks. That's fair. Fair. Might mute some of the uh, malt flavor on it because the because uh, the lower temperature, but that's fine. Let me give that a try. Hmm. Oh, why don't you grab my water? I was gonna. Okay. Ooh. It's it's a little hotter in the tail end, but it, I do like that initial mouth feel with that sweetness that that comes in. Yeah, I get a little bit of that spiciness kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd say it's cinnamon, but initially yeah. I liked it more than the other two. But as it finishes, I like it less. Than the other two. I think one drop exposed some caramel flavors for me. Well, I think, yeah, you get some some deeper fruit flavors. And then uh, 
it, it does get a little bit spicier, almost like uh, there's a little smokiness to it. Um, it's a little, as it finishes, it gets a little brighter, then dries out a little bit. This is the closest to smoky we've had. So far? So far today, yeah. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. And how much is was this bottle? I bought this a long time ago. I have fucking don't remember. Oh, okay. Um, More or the same as the live it? I don't remember at all, so that's a oh, great okay. question, Ernie. Can, yeah, can Jesus. we look it up? <laughs> Fuck. Caramelized? Oh, so they're, they're saying they should get some, like, citrus lemon tang on this one. Uh, this one's about that $40. Nope, that's not it. That's not the one. Oh, thanks. Well, can you click thanks, on man. the buy icon on your... 27 pounds. <laughs> wow, Perfect. that's a heavy bottle. Ernie, do the math. Yeah, so <laughs> I would say, you know, 35, 40 mm-hmm. USD. Uh, how much would that be in Bitcoin then? How do you ask dumb questions? That's uh, one half of a third of a, another half of a Bitcoin. <laughs> a little Bitcoin? Yes, it's a little Bitcoin. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to start this one out for the rating. I'll give this one a, um... 3.75. Ernie. Four. Yeah, I'll do 3.75. It's my least favorite of the three, but not by a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's not terrible at all. Oh, it's enjoyable. It's super drinkable. I give it a four. All right. Thanks, Tori. How about you, Jenny? 3.75. All right. I was hoping for a different outcome, I guess, but... Uh, so the average for Glenmore is 3.85. So you know what that means, folks. We have a tie for first place. How do we do a tiebreaker? I don't remember. We don't. We let everybody else uh, email us. Tell us what your favorite is, Glenfiddich 12 or Glenlivet 12. Email us at info at bruiseboozeandreviews.com. I'm waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get, I, I get plenty. It just most of the time it's fucking ads and shit. <laughs> No, they found our email like address. S- would you like to see me in bikini photos? This yeah. episode went kind of exactly how I thought it was going to. Glenn Livett and Glenn Fittick are the, the highest selling fucking Speyside scotches there are. Yep. And they are the quintessential definition of what a Speyside scotch is supposed to be, right? There's some little bit of differences between them, but our overall ratings between the five of us tied them, you know, mm-hmm. with a score mm-hmm. above four. Yeah. That's a. It was all it almost laid out perfectly. And then Glenn Moray, not quite as good. But I mean that was, to us. The there gl- might be some people out there that like that port cask finish a little bit more than they do with the Glenn Livet and the Glenn Fittick. Um I don't think it has to do with the port cask finish or why I didn't like the Glenn Moray as much. I think they're just their malt bill was just kinda like comparatively speaking. Well, you didn't give it a two and a half. No, I did not. And that sounded pretty two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay. All right. Ah, all right. So uh, what have we learned today so far for the Speyside Scotches? I think it's that we all kind of like Speyside Scotches because there's there's nothing that gets in your way of having a good time. They're all delightful little flavors that go on. Everybody likes a little bit of fruit and a little bit of floral and a little bit of sweetness. Um, and I think uh, they're all very, just, they're very approachable. My takeaway is that the subtle difference, it's very nuanced. The differences between the space sides is pretty subtle and you really can't go wrong so long as you got a reputable 
Uh, a reputable Glen. There you go. You can buy any Glen, and it's probably going to be good. <laughs> so Finnick, far. Livet, Moray, Glen Danzig. Glenn, <laughs> Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell, who I'd probably put higher on the list than yeah, Glenn Danzig. I, I probably Danzig. would, too. Anyways, anything else? I, I, my takeaway is that, uh, you know, I think I need to start buying more space sides, especially for the price. I mean, between the Glenn Levitt and the Glenn Fittick, you know, what, fucking $10 difference max? Yeah, you got, and you got 40 bucks to blow, buy a good fucking space side. And it, and it won't make you feel, it won't, if you'd spend the 40 bucks on the Glenn Levitt, you're not going to have buyer's remorse. Even the $50 on the, uh, $50 on the Glenn Fittick, no buyers remorse. Find fifty ballers and fifty dollars and buy yourself some scotch. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. For me, what I'm learning is uh, because I this is an introduction. You know, I these episodes have been an introduction to scotch for me. Yep. I still prefer the peat, but now I know what to look for to find that peat. Yeah. I mm-hmm. know the region that I want to find it in. All right, excellent. Yeah, I prefer. See, for me, it's it's a moody thing. Um, mm. I like Isla's probably more as well because I like that um, peatiness and that mm-hmm. that limestone and all those things that go on in in Isla scotches. Don't they have like two but Octomores this year that ca- that came out? The twelve point two and the twelve point three, or is it twelve point one and twelve point two? Um, they probably have a twelve three that'll be coming out, but crazy. They uh, they always do old, a, over two bills each. They always do a, a couple releases with Octomore. Um, but anyway, back to space sides. Um, sometimes I'm in a mood for something a little sweetier, mm-hmm. sweetier. Oh, <laughs> you're so you're sweetier. sweetier. Um, she is. You know, because uh, they they just uh, they feel a little lighter. They feel a little more summertime, even yeah. when you're in a dark, deep dark cave. So, uh, Tori, you got anything to promote? Nope. just yourself. No, not Doesn't even want to do that. No, no. no, just leave me alone. He's not even here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jenny, you got any dates coming up? You got anything to promote? You got a website? All that jazz? Uh, come see me in in Bismarck next Saturday night. Saturday, April sixteenth, seventeenth. Oh. Just roaming yeah. town, yeah, 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 or are you going to yeah. be somewhere specific? Uh, I, I I wish I knew where it is. It's where they do comedy. It's the only comedy room uh, that night. Uh, Dag Nabbit. I think it's like room. There she is swearing again. One hundred six or something. One sixteen or room sixteen or something at, like at that. At what it's, hotel? It's. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, that's where I'm really funny. So. I'll be at the come and go room one sixteen. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. <laughs> All right. Uh, so how about your socials? You got a, a website, social media? So what I, do you got? I, I'm almost. On Facebook, I'm trying to learn how to do Insta, so I'll let you know when I'm doing Instagram. Excellent. So head over to uh, you know look for Jenny with an I, Lou Rusi on Facebook, yeah. uh, and contact her for some comedy dates if you are interested. Yeah, I think she's a pretty funny gal. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're always so supportive. Of course, love comedy. How about you, uh, Big Chris? Big Chris. Yeah. Well, sitting pretty uh, tall today. My girlfriend's. Uh, TikTok is a squiggly giglio. Um, I sleep talk on it. Apparently, yeah. She showed me one today that came up on her history. I was a I was a blueberry, I think. <laughs> and uh, but she goes, Chris, I think you have sleep apnea. And I and I just said, what? She goes, sleep apnea. You stop breathing for a little bit. And I said, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, you're welcome. 
<laughs> Maybe one day I'll stop breathing long enough where you'll have to deal with me anymore. I'm going to make her my emergency contact. <laughs> Fuck that uh, first aid bracelet. You got uh, Keely. Yeah. Do not resuscitate. <laughs> How about you, Bigger? Bigger, And where can they find you if they wanted to check out who you are? They wanted to uh, spy on me. I probably uh, cross the cross the way. Cross the street. Cross the street. Or blackout drunk and black I go Blackout drunk cobra. and falling. <laughs> you can call me Cobra. <laughs> cobra got his shit fucked up last night at adult prom. Jesus. I guess, yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he had all the fun and I'm paying for it. He blamed you too, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank our sponsors uh, for supporting our show. We want to thank you, our listeners, without whom this podcast couldn't happen. And to you, we say... May your glasses be full and your spirits high. Cheers. All right. This has been a Predicate Productions episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews. For more information, head over to brewsboozeandreviews.com. Special thanks to our sponsors for supporting our podcast. You too can support our show by supporting them. We have merch for sale that you can purchase from our shops tab on Facebook. We also have extra content that you can access by going to patreon.com slash brews, booze, and reviews.